welcome to the Joy with Jacks podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline Stevens. I'm a high performer, a Virgo, a manifesting generator, and my emotions are my superpower. I was a director of global education and I've turned into a transformational coach. Several years ago, I had a big bout with burnout, a big breakup, and I started my spiritual journey to discover who am I without all of these external accomplishments and achievements. My journey always led me back to relationships. I also started to master the nuances of dating in the modern world. Now, as a certified relationship and self-development coach, a master energy practitioner, and a science of well-being from Yale, I work with high-achieving women to create relationships that they really want. Whether you're single or paired, my intention for this podcast is to educate you on ways that you can become more intimate with yourself, more intimate with your desires, and more intimate in your relationships. Get ready for Relationship Joy with Jax. It's Jax, and I'm so excited about this episode, you guys. We are going to talk all about dating, all about the challenges, um, a really holistic view. We're going to look at the underbelly. We're going to look at the good. (laughs) We're going to look at the bad, and we're going to look at the ugly. Um, So if you are somebody who is looking to be in a relationship or is looking to get out there, or even if you're somebody who isn't looking to get out there, I still want to invite you into listening to this episode because you're going to learn a lot. Um, And I'm going to share with you some of my experiences as well. Um, That's one of my big goals this year is to just, you know, continue to be more open with you guys. I know sometimes I come um, into these, um, podcasts and I do it from the lens of like me being the teacher, because that's my corporate background is <laughs> like being a trainer and an educator and a facilitator. But I have to remember, like the reason why I'm doing this is also so much because of my personal experience. And so this podcast is really emerging of all of my worlds together. And I just, you know, and I know you guys like a little bit of the juice. It makes us all feel a little bit more human. To be honest, it's funny as hell. Like I have to laugh about the experiences that we have. Um, I mean, of course I've also cried, but I think it's just important to add levity and lightness to these because man, you could go to a real dark place in terms of dating. So yes, today is all about the best, the good, the bad, the ugly Um, in dating. I want to share with you kind of five of the macro things that make it really challenging to date in 2023. And I want to talk to you about three ways and three kind of like mindset perspective shifts ways that you can enter dating that will make it easier and more joyful. 
And then I want to talk to you about um, four ways that, you know, picking a partner really influences our life. And I don't think that you can pick like a right or wrong partner. I think we have a lot of partners throughout our life, no matter who we pick, we learn from, but these are really important things to consider as you are dating and meeting people this year. I feel like one of the biggest themes this year is, you know, for me personally, and I really just feel like for the world post COVID um, is community. You know, I live in California, our governor's Gavin Newsom, and he just, you know, rescinded um, the COVID pandemic stuff. You know, I know that's not the technical term, but basically saying like, okay, it's, it's like we can kind of move forward with our way of life, which is huge um, and feels like such a weight relieved um, in a lot of ways. Of course, we still need to, you know, continue to be well and function to be well and be mindful of our health and our community's health, but just feels like such a relief. And so all of that to say that community is so, so, so big this year for me personally, and I know for other people. So I want this year to be an invitation to you to date. If you took the last couple of years off because you know, of a business or because of the pandemic or whatever it is, No, it's like time to get serious about getting serious in your relationship life because relationships ultimately are healthcare. And so these are some ways for you to mindfully approach, you know, dating relationships um, and doing it from a place of conscious awareness versus from a place of like fear and um, all the things. So how does that sound? I hope it sounds juicy. Um, yeah, so we're going to outline challenges, you know, we're going to talk about why it's so hard. And before we do all that, I just want to give you a little juicy joy with Jack's update. (laughs) What's going on with me? Um, what's going on in my life and my business in work. And also just a little tidbit into what's happening in dating for me too. So, Um, again, I just shared that community has been such a big, um, just a, it's big, been big in my heart and my mind as I've been back in Los Angeles for two years now, two and a half years It's oh my gosh, it's almost three. It'll be three in July. So I've been back in LA and, you know, if you know me personally, you know, I've moved, I have done my share fair share of moving. And so I just feel like I'm settled here. Like I want and desire to be in Los Angeles. And so it's time for me to start to spread my roots in my community. And so one of the ways that I've been, you know, really actively doing that for the last two years has been through yoga and my yoga community. And that's actually been something that I've done throughout, you know, this spiritual awakening. My dark night of the soul has been really into my yogic practice. Of course, if you follow me on the gram, you're like, yeah, we see you posting (laughs) inversions all the time. And so 
one of the ways I've been harboring community is within that community and have made the decision and the commitment to pursue my yoga teacher training. And I'm like over the moon. I'm so excited. I could like cry just thinking about all of the just amazing and juicy things that are going to happen through that experience, but I'm so excited. So I'm going to be doing my core power teacher training. It starts in March and I will be, um, trained and certified by June in teaching classes, fingers crossed, God willing. And so just a big, um, personal achievement, it's going to be huge in terms of how I'm able to engage and interact within my community. And I'm sure there'll be things that I'm able to do through my business as well. So that's been just something that's been such a huge blessing. So excited to share. Um, I've been ushered with support this last season, just with the most amazing women. Um, I just want to shout out to my friends and my community, how incredible they have been in supporting me this last quarter. I've been going through some challenges and they have just stepped up and supported me. And I just want to thank them, but also just share with you guys who are listening to this and, you know, desiring a relationship, um, that an intimate relationship is amazing and wonderful. And it's only one relationship in our life. Like we are community people and we'll talk about this later, but I really feel like our Western world and our culture has put so much pressure on finding quote the one that sometimes we forget to invest in these other relationships and so man I'm just like bragging that I have an amazing crew of people um and I have also invested so much into these friendships and so I have this last quarter just gotten just like such an ROI on, on friendship and relationships and just feel so blessed. Um, and you know, along the same lines as community, I've been starting to have, um, or am starting to have these goddess parties. Um, and so I had my first one this last weekend. It was a blast. Um, just a place for women to gather, to be in community, to be, um, in a space that is filled with compassion and grace and also a place that you can be fed. Um, You know, I want the environment to be something that is very, not about jealousy, but about allowing ourselves to really shine. And so it was really exciting to start to um, cultivate that. So if you're in LA and you're like, Jacqueline, I heard about your parties, shoot me a message and let's see when you can come. Um, work has been busy and full. I'm still, you know, working with women and I have a group that continues to grow. Um, and also I'm still managing some executive clients who tend to be more on the masculine side, more men in that group. And so my practice is really balanced right now. Um, and I'm also really looking for ways to continue to support men more directly in 2023. Wow. I just, you know, I, from both the personal and the professional perspective, I think 
men are underserved when it comes to developing soft skills. Um, what we call quote the soft skills, which is more of these like human engagement and interaction skills. And of course, um, in terms of relationships, I think men have a lot of opportunity. And so it is like, I don't even, it's calling at my heart, but it's pulling at my heart, but it's also like breaking my heart. And so every part of me is like, continue to do work with men. And so y'all are going to start to see the shifts. Um, if you're following me on the gram, you probably already see them as I am continuing to talk to men more directly. It's been great to get feedback. I've gotten some emails that are like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is what, you know, you know, women have to deal with. And, um, it's about empathy and X, Y, and Z. And these are from men. And then I've also gotten ones that are like, like, you know, thinking that I'm like yelling at men and it's, you know, it's just, it's so, I, I'm just so glad that people are giving me the feedback, um, and I can filter through, but, um, I just like, I love men so much and I want more for them. And I also, ugh, I want more for women. And so I know, that I am going to be, um, well, well suited to serve more men, um, in this upcoming year. So stay tuned. So excited about that. And then, you know, in terms of dating, <laughs> um, I'm still single, still single. I just went through a, a cleansing period, I would say. Um, I'm kind of debating on like how much I want to share with you guys in this particular episode. Um, but I will say, this is what I do want to talk about, because one thing I want to talk about in an upcoming episode is the dangers of having a type and how that can influence um, the amount of attention or energy that we give to something, how it can um, affect how we see a person's behavior um, all the things. So having a type and like breaking type, I, I think the episode I might do might be on just like breaking type overall. I think that would be super helpful, but, um, I just went through, the, through something with someone who was like, so my type and it's so painful when it doesn't work out. And when you have to really be able to see, um, you know, all the red flags that it was harder for you to, that it was hard for you to see, you guys. And I just want to say like, I'm a coach. I'm a dating coach. I have gone through, you know, um, transformational programs. I've read 200 books on dating and relationships and self-development. And I still, you know, I don't even want to say fumble, but I'm still at whim, um, or I'm still at effect to my body in many ways, like the chemistry that happens when you meet somebody and they embody, um, your type, um, and your imago. Um, if you're not familiar with imago theory, we'll talk about that at another time too, but somebody that represents all this stuff that like is from your past and is unhealed. <laughs> it's, it's hard. So, um, I am, yeah, just like continuing to learn and continuing to lean in and continuing to be resourceful 
and sustainable in the relationships that I have. And, you know, I know, I know my King is out there. So I continue to, um, learn and to give of myself to the interactions that I feel lucky enough to have. Um, there is no relationship that doesn't have purpose. So let's get to the episode, you guys, like enough about me. I feel like that was a whole podcast (laughs) in and of itself. So today I want you to better understand modern dating. And I want you to also be able to better understand the areas in your life that you need to personally improve upon. Because one of the things that I see very often is that people will blame their dating experiences on the dating environment versus taking personal accountability and also recognizing that there's some hard things that happen in dating. So that's our goal. So I want you to just know a little history about dating is it didn't really even come around until just over a hundred years ago in the 1890s. So it's brand new on the market. Your parents dated differently than you do. And your grandparents dated differently than they do. And so nobody really knows what the they've been doing because we're all just learning. I think it was like 1994 that the first online dating website started. And we've also been swiping, which is totally different than online dating because swiping is an app and online dating happened from your computer. We've only been doing that for less than 10 years. And so, you know, I think it's important just to think about the things that we don't know already about social media. And now we have all of this stuff that's happening in the dating world from a swiping perspective that we don't really know about either. And what I will tell you is I don't think it's positively affecting our dating. I think it's making it a lot more challenging. And so that's something to really, you know, think about and consider. Also, we get good at things because we're taught about them. And usually our parents are a teacher. And I don't know any of my friends that got taught any lessons about dating or sex with their parents. And so no wonder we're all struggling a little bit. And there is a ton of information that is available to us. And so it's also like, where do I start, right? So I want you to know that you can still thrive and in a chaotic environment. So I want you, the whole point of coaching is to take you from survival to thrival, like to take you from just like doing to doing something well, to doing something with more mastery. And that takes time. And that's why you hire a coach. Not that you can't do it on your own. It just takes more time. The skills that I'm good at are the skills that I have invested my time and energy into. So now I am paying that forward to you through this podcast and through coaching so that you can start to cultivate a better level of mastery. 
So you can still thrive in a chaotic environment and you can still incorporate changes with who you decide to date and within your relationship journey. So I was going to share a little of like my good, bad, and ugly in LA with dating, but I don't really feel like I had time because I did such a long intro. Yeah, we're already at 18 minutes. So I'm going to wait on that and I might share that in another episode. Um, But I want to share with you now, like the five big challenges in the modern dating environment. So number one, this one I think is really fascinating. And I got these overall from um, Logan Uri's book, How to Not Die Alone. She's a dating coach as well. And she works at Hinge. I think she's got a lot of amazing work, but she also works at Hinge. And so sometimes I'm like, is that the devil, right? Is the, are these dating companies the devil? And I don't think that's the case, but I do think that we have to be really mindful again about how we're using and engaging with dating apps and knowing what some of the hiccups with those are. So, you know, these are from her book um, and they're tweaked a little bit and I've added, I've added one as well. Um, but number one is we control our own identity destiny. And so what I mean by that is our ancestors didn't really have a lot of options to choose things in their life. Like they didn't get to choose how they expressed their gender. They didn't get to choose likely where they went to college or the profession that they, um, wanted the one that brought them the most passion like that wasn't what I'm doing is like not what my ancestors did um you know we get to choose we get to choose so much of our lives and that's amazing but that also leads to decision overwhelm like we we make so many decisions um it means that we have less energy um for other things And so, you know, this is something to consider when we are dating is that the choice that we are allotted um, wasn't always there and that can create more spin. Number two, technology, you know, I've already mentioned dating apps and globalization have created an open market in terms of dating. So we have more options and more options doesn't equate to being merrier, right? Like more, you know, we always say the more the merrier, having more options actually doesn't mean that our brains will be merrier. It means that we have more decisions that we have to make. Um, And, you know, I think that it's amazing that we can now date um, across religion or re- across um, a county line or across a line of race or anything like that. And that can also make things challenging, right? And so having access to the internet has been like a huge game changer for being able to find information and for being able to like research, you know, But when we focus on finding and researching, we are focusing, you know, we're focusing on our mind, 
right? On how our mind does something or what our mind thinks. And that also creates some fear and anxiety, right? Some potential overwhelm, which is not the actual experience with a person, right? So being in the mind or constantly being in research or on the computer, you know, researching somebody or looking at their Instagram or looking at their LinkedIn, you know, it eats up a ton of our energy and it doesn't actually support whether or not this is the quote right person for you. First of all, there's no such thing as a right or a wrong. And it would be better suited for us to be able to make decisions on who is who should be in our life based on what we know about them and what they're showing to us versus what we find about them on the internet. Reason number three, society. So when I say society, it means magazines. It could mean um, movies, our culture, and social media create an illusion that others are happier and healthier in relationships than we are. Everything looks better on Instagram, right? <laughs> if you didn't post on Instagram, did it even happen? And so I touched on this a little bit earlier in the episode, but our society has this way of romanticizing love, right? Making it this great and grand and wonderful thing, which I'm not saying that it isn't, but when we're putting so much pressure on something, we're hard pressed to find that love in other areas of our life. So I'm a romantic. I love love. Um, and it's not the only kind of love is intimate relationships. Just like I said, you know, one of my best friends, it's like, we talk about how we're life partners. I'm like, I just wouldn't want to do this life with anybody else. And no matter what man comes into or exits my life, I know that she's stable. I know that she's steady. And of course, things can change and shift in relationships, but nothing is 100% guaranteed. And love and the magnitude that we are desiring it, you know, we have to check our expectations of like what's realistic and what isn't. You know, the truth is, is that most people have several major romantic relationships in their life. And so the idea that we're going to have this like one and done, or that someone's going to come and save us isn't realistic. And it's a mindset that doesn't serve anybody. It doesn't serve you. It doesn't serve people that you're potentially dating. You know, if you get insecure about every time somebody is friends with an ex, you need to look at yourself and in your expectations. Um, because I don't think that that's something that's impossible. And do you want to like lose all of your relationship attachments once you, you know, find a potential partner, just some things for you to think about. Okay. Another thing that makes it really hard for us in the macro dating environment is that very few of us had positive role models. And what I mean is most people do not want to have the relationship that their parents did. And so that leaves us already at like a disadvantage is because most of us aren't trying to emulate 
what we saw, we're trying to create something that's like better or different or bigger. And so it's really challenging when you don't have models. And I have done, you know, a ton of research on attachment theory. We've, we've done episodes on attachment theory in the past. And, you know, there's the three different attachment styles, anxious, avoidant, secure, And so many books, so many things will say that 50% of the population is secure. And I just always felt like that was so much. I was like, oh my gosh, like how are like, how is 50% of the population secure? Even my married friends, I don't think all of them have secure attachments. So I had um, read this article recently by a psychologist and he actually predicts it he said the same thing. He doesn't think it's 50%. He thinks it's actually more like 5% of people actually have secure attachment. And that feels so much more accurate. And, you know, I say this because having a secure attachment leads to being able to be more easily in relationship. And that just like, isn't the case. And again, that is because we didn't have positive modeling. We didn't have the things that we necessarily always needed. And we're all like trying to do our best, but I think we're also overloaded by having the perfect job and living in the perfect city and, you know, eating right. And like making sure we're not bloated and like, you know, eating your athletic greens and all of these things that we're trying to do to live a better life, but we don't recognize the best thing that we could do is to figure out how to be in a relationship with more ease. Um, and here's the last thing. And I, and I probably should do a whole episode on this is that, you know, we are kind of shown this example of like the nuclear family, right? Like the man and the woman and the 2.5 kids. And that's what it looks like to be in relationship. It looks like marriage. It looks like this, it looks like that you have to live in the same house. There are more models than just monogamous long-term relationships for relationships, period. So, um, if you are in your, you know, 30, like mid to late thirties, your forties, um, you know, I would just, I would just say, it, maybe it's time for you to think about another relationship type um, or style or something that could serve you if you've been holding out on, you know, having one particular notion of what a relationship looked like. So those are some of the reasons why it is so, so challenging to date in 2023 because we create our identity We've got technology, we can swipe, we've got globalization, we can date whoever we want, um, same sex or you know, not the same sex. So we have so many options and that creates more spin for the brain. We've got social media creating an illusion of what we think that romantic love should look like. We didn't have positive role models and there are more models than just being in a monogamous relationship. So here are the three things, my advice to you from what I know and from what I've done and from what I teach for things for you to know about dating in 2023 and how I want you to approach it. And number one, it's like, I want you to just be 
open to the journey. Dating, again, is a circular process of meeting new people, making new connections with the intention of getting to know people and potentially building a relationship. And so however you're approaching dating, I want you to recognize that how it looks for you is going to be so different than how it looks for your neighbor, which is different from their neighbor, which is different from theirs. And I know that's challenging because we want security, but just know like you are creating security through dating. And there are going to be moments of immense joy. And I'm even going to take it up a level and say ecstasy. You know, I hope that you're able to connect with people in a deeply meaningful way and have amazing sex And there's going to be some grief. There is going to be loss. There's going to be people that you like that didn't like you as much as you liked them. There's going to be people that go back to exes and there's going to be times in which, you know, people aren't who you thought they were. And so all of this is part of the process. And, you know, you have to be aware that like, the third person you go on a date with might not be the person and that's totally okay. And if that's what you're wanting, that's a shortcut. (laughs) It's a shortcut. Um, If you want to be in a relationship, then you got to do the work and doing the work means showing up and making the commitment that you want to be there. Number two, you got to get clear on your standards. You got to get clear on your intentions while you are dating what it is that you'd like to create from your dating experience. You got to get clear on your standards, the type of person that you are looking to date, the type of experiences you're trying to have, and you have to get clear on your non-negotiables. And if that's something that you need help with, go to my website, joywithjax.com backslash gifts and download my guide, the five ways to attract a deeply connected relationship. And that will help you with that. You can also book a call with me, but you got to get clear on those. And number three, you have to be in a spirit of learning. You have to be in a spirit of joy in order to date. If you are looking for other people to give you good feels only, you're dating from a place of insecurity or from, um, yeah, just with this place of insecurity, then you're, you're not going to, it's not going to feel good. But if you can sign up to learn and to recognize that, you know, dating is a place where you get to learn about yourself and you get to learn about other people, then you're going to have, you know, a more enjoyable experience. So be in the learning experience. That means like learn from you know, learn from the people that you're dating, ABL, always be learning your dates, your situations, the failures, your learnings, read books, listen to podcasts, get serious about relationships. And I swear, I just like, I want you to pray. Like, I want you to be in constant communication with God, the universe, goddess, source, however you see the greater energetic, spiritual reality of our world. I want you to get in touch with that and ask for for guidance, ask for support. You do not have to do this alone. No one's asking you to, but 
you know, call, call, call them in, call in your spirit team. And I also want you to recognize that making mistakes is part of the process and it makes it fun. And so just like, let the mistakes be fun, let things be funny, let things be enjoyable. And in the spirit of always be learning, um, I also want you to like have a team of people that can support you. So that's like, you know, having a good friend that can be the person that maybe you chat with your dating experiences about, that doesn't mean they need to know everything. They don't need to carry it all, but have some people that are on your team when it comes to wanting to talk about your relationships. That also means that you, you know, if you're really dedicated to learning, then I think that you should hire a coach. Again, I'm going to plug myself because I know a lot about this stuff, but you need to potentially hire someone who can support you through this process. If you want it to be easier, if you want to get better results, if you want to get out of your own way, there's so much that we don't see in our own, you know, in our own perspective. And it's amazing to have that outsider support. So if you are really wanting to learn, book a call with me and I want to ask you a couple of coaching questions. So maybe bookmark this part, come back to this later, use this with your journal. But I want to ask you, what would success in dating look and feel like for you? So it's not about you finding something that's outside of you or you manifesting something coming into your life. I'm asking you overall, what would success look and feel like for you? Would you feel more confident? Would you feel more secure? Would you feel more alive? Would you be learning and enjoying people? Spoiler alert, that's how I would answer that question. I would want to feel confident and committed to being able to communicate my needs. That would mean that I was successful in dating. I also want to ask you, you know, how will you know that you're successful in dating? What support would you need to feel supported with dating? What would that be worth to you? I want to just like remind you that you know, one of the sexiest men alive, Scott Galloway, who went to school just up the street from me at UCLA, talks about how one of the most important decisions that we will ever make in our life is choosing a partner, is choosing the person that we're going to build our life with. And so many people are hyper-focused on their careers. And I'm not villainizing that, but I also wanted to say like, who's going to be your boo? Like who is going to be that in most important person that you are investing time and creating a relationship with. And that person is so important and they impact our life in so many ways. You know, I think we forget that like a man is half woman and a woman is half man and there's keys. One of us is like a lock and the other one is like a key. And in order to get the most out of life, we have to like put those two things together. There's so many things that I know and that I believe come together 
when we're in relationship that make our lives easier. And like, we all should want that. And so here's four ways that our partners impact our lives. They impact our daily habits. They impact how we spend our time. Number two, they impact our mindset. Our partners uh, shift how we see and how we perceive the world. And our core beliefs and our core values are also impacted by their perspectives. Now, I'm going to plug myself and share with you, this is always why I tend to choose somebody who has a very different background than me, because I feel like they are adding so much value to me because they have experienced the world in such a different way. And so again, it's about expanding our knowledge. Maybe some people don't want that. They want to stay in the same mindset. So if that's you, it's like choose someone from the same religion, from the same town, from the same whatever, and you're reinforcing your own beliefs. But for me, it's always been about diversifying that. So they affect our daily habits. They affect our mindset. Number three, I've talked about this. I have a whole episode about this, but like people that we are in relationships with affect our health. Our partner impacts how we eat, um, the kinds of food that we eat, the times that we're eating, how we sleep. The things that we do are heavily influenced by the people that we share our lives with. And so again, for me, health and wellness is one of my top values. And so I can't date somebody who chooses, you know, to eat at McDonald's all the time. It just doesn't align with my values of how I want to live my life. And then the last is, um, our partners affect our ability to be our authentic self, like how we truly get to show up in the world. And so again, this is why creating relationships that are safe and secure, working with our own attachment styles so that we can become more secure is so important because a healthy and secure relationship comes from being in a safe partnership with a safe person who allows us to be authentic, who allows us to truly be ourselves. So if our partner isn't capable or comfortable to be themselves, um, their insecurities are going to manifest within the relationship. And it's going to manifest as them trying to control you or elements within the relationship and as a result, then we don't feel fully like ourselves. So you guys, today has been so fun. <laughs> I feel like we talked about so much, um, maybe too much, maybe not. Maybe in another episode, I'll talk a little bit more about my, my best, my worst, and my ugliest, my good, my bad, my ugly dating stories in LA. Although I don't really think I have an ugly I really don't. I've had, I've had some amazing dating experiences, but I am just like bitter because I'm still single. Um, and I feel like I'm such a catch, but that's not going to be like that for long. If you guys want to connect with me more directly, you know, I'm of course open and receptive to it. Um, you can book a call with me through my website, through my Instagram. You can send me a message. I'll babysit you a little bit but I hope you're well. If you've got questions or requests, 
on content for future episodes, let me know. And the best way that you can support me, honestly, is to like, review, and share. The biggest one of those would just be to share this podcast or this episode with somebody else who might be struggling with some of the things that we have talked about. Um, Thanks so much. We'll chat soon, you guys. Guess what? I have an amazing tool for you. It's called the five ways to attract a deeply connected relationship. And this is a guided tool that's designed to support you in understanding the five most common dating and relationship hangups, the solutions and the actions that you can take to bridge the gap, to save your own time and amplify joy while staying true to you within relationship. So this is a guide for singles that's designed specifically for women, men. You'll also get some amazing use from it as well. But regardless of your relationship status, you're going to get mad value from this guide. So if you're looking to elevate friendships, get more clear on the relationships in your life in general, you will love this guide. I invite you to go to my website, joywithjacks.com backslash gifts.